The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, Here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. We are so excited to have you with us this weekend. Real Victory Radio is all about getting real, ready, and equipped for an authentic life of victory. My name's Amy Elaine Martinez, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Latan Roland Murphy, and I'm your other host. We have a great show for you this weekend. We have a special guest. Mary Sutherland is an author international speaker and pastor's wife who lives in Kansas City and has been married to and minister beside her best friend Dan for 42 years. Mary and Dan have two children and six grandchildren. She is also a survivor. Women identify with Mary because she has survived the road of clinical depression, infertility, adoption, full-time ministry, sexual abuse, chronic physical pain, and the daily stress of life. Through God's power, Mary has emerged with joy and strength and victory. And that is why we wanted to have her on today. Her heart's desire is to encourage women with a message of hope and equip them with practical truths from God's word to live their lives with power and purpose. We're going to talk about all the books and all the things that Mary has done. Welcome to the show, Mary. We're so glad you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and share what God's doing and has done in my life. Well, we are excited to hear. And our first question really is the question that we like to ask all of our guests. Where in your life have you experienced the most victory or are you currently experiencing the most victory? That is a very easy question. It was 1995 and uh, I was a young pastor's wife with two young children and had spent up to that point in my life really trying to earn the favor of God and prove that I was worthy to him and to myself and to everybody in my life. And he lovingly shut the door, turned off the lights, and said, that's enough, daughter. And I sat at the bottom of a pit of clinical depression for two years. Mm. And through the help of my husband and a Christian counselor and a doctor. Um, it took me two long years to kind of climb out of that pit. Um, and after that, guys, the Lord absolutely redefined me and built a ministry I never dreamed I would have. So it took me being broken completely before he could restore me and then use that restoration for the rest of my ministry. And, and you have done amazing. Yes, I'm I'm so excited hearing your testimony because I know how you have written with power and authority based on some of the things you've gone through and have ministered to thousands of women. And I Amy and I just feel really humbled and blessed that you're here today. 
because we feel your voice is a voice that needs to be heard. And especially right now, um, we want to know how you came into Girlfriends and God. We know that you're one of the founders, along Mm -hmm. with Sharon Janes and Gwen Smith. And we just want you to share with the listeners how that came about. Uh, We moved to Charlotte after Dan was a pastor in South Florida for 13 years uh, to, uh, we thought, retire. (laughs) That word's not really in our life plan, I don't think, because we were there for eight years, and Dan traveled for a couple of years uh, with Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life, doing conferences. And um, when we moved to Charlotte, one of the first people who reached out to me was another pastor's wife, and she hooked me up with Proverbs 31 Ministries. And I served there on their staff for three or four years and was in charge of their writing team. And that's where I met Sharon. And our hearts just clicked immediately. You know how that just, sometimes you just meet somebody you know. I do know about that. Yes, you do, friends. (laughs) And uh, so Sharon and I served together for a few years, and then I just felt God leading me away uh, to do something else, didn't know what. And a year later, God led Sharon away. And we had met Gwen at Proverbs uh, because she was a worship leader that they sometimes used. And we missed team. We missed the accountability and just the joy of serving together. And so we had lunch one day and uh, thought we would just write some devotions. And here we are 11 years later, having started doing conferences, which we never thought we would do, and uh, writing devotions that are hosted on crosswalk.com and Bible Gateway. And that's it. Wow, that is such a beautiful story. I know when Latan and I met, it was just it was just like that. It was the sweetest gift from the Lord, just mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. a a knowing and a trusting and a, and it was yeah. it's it's such a beautiful thing when that happens. So I love that story and we love girlfriends in God ministry. Yeah. You wrote a book recently, and you talk a little bit about getting a grip on fear. Fear is prevalent, especially right now in our world. Could you just take us through your plan for dealing with fear? Tell us about the book. Just we'll give you an open mic for that. Oh, thank you. Um, The plan for fear, you know, I always say, wouldn't it be great if, God gave us a simple plan for whatever we're facing, and he's done that with fear. It's the first group of of verses that I've memorized as a child, and I just keep coming back to it. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where he, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And out of that just jumped four things that we could do to get a grip on fear, which we desperately need in today's world, and we're going to need even more as time goes on. Um, And the first step is to trust God. And we use those words a lot, don't we? And I really, God said, "What what does it really mean to trust me? What does that look like? And I looked up the word trust, and it literally means, this is the coolest picture, 
to lie helpless face down. Wow. Yeah, it's a picture of a servant just waiting for his master's command or a soldier just yielding himself to a conquering jailer. And that is the perfect picture of trusting God, totally abandoning, abandoning ourselves with one word in our heart when we come to God, whatever. Whatever you want me to do or say, wherever you want me to go, I'll do it. And the problem is, if I'm really honest, I want a God I can see and can understand and explain. And um, that's not trust. No. You know, it, it, I like the story. The little pastor's, pastor's young son came in for a playing outside in the dirt. And his mom said, okay, son, go wash your hands for dinner. And he just kind of grumbled and complained. And that was, as he was walking down the hallway, uh, he remembered, his mom said, you know, there are germs in that dirt, so that's why I'm asking you to do this, son. And he said, germs in Jesus. That's all I ever hear around here, and I've never seen either one. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's what we, we want to do. Adorable. You know, I want to see you, Father. And he says, just trust me. And how do we do that? We, we trust God more by knowing him more know him more by knowing his word. And I've really discovered the more I know God, the more I'm willing to trust him. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. You and talk a little bit him. about obedience to God, how it mm-hmm. plays in our effort to get a grip on fear. And mm-hmm. I just want to hear about that, too. Well, it says in, in the sixth verse, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And acknowledge literally means to show. And ways is a journey, a way of life. The bottom line is our public lives are only as authentic as our private ones. And so good. He doesn't want he doesn't want a decision like I'm gonna turn over a new leaf. He wants a lifestyle of obedience. And like Paul says in Romans, offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him. So if we really look at it, every part of our daily lives is is like an altar upon which we place every act of obedience as an offering of worship to him. And I have discovered he always, always honors our choice to obey him. Um, There are a lot of voices in our lives telling us what to do, and we have to learn to filter all those out and listen to the right voice because we can't please everybody. Even Jesus couldn't please everybody. That is the truth. Obedience to God is a huge part of the foundation to dealing with fear in our lives. So we have the trust and then we have mm-hmm. the acknowledge. What are those in between that would sandwich those two, to, those four together? Well, to trust him means first to abandon ourselves to him and then to believe him. It says, lean not on your own understanding. And I can tell you that I can lean on a lot of things. But it says, lean not, and that, or I mean, don't lean yourself upon your career. Don't lean yourself upon your husband or self help books, which I write. Mm-hmm. But that's a second source, you know. We lean on anything else or anyone else. Fear and worry will flood our lives. Mm. 
And this is a perfect example of it. He says in Philippians, don't be anxious about anything. Paul's writing in that word anxious means to be pulled in different directions. And I was researching this, and history tells us about a group of Indians who tortured and killed their enemies by staking them to the ground, wetting a leather strap, tying that around their necks, and as the sun dried the strap, it slowly suffocated their enemy. Mm-hmm. That's what worry does. Wow, wow, it does. Wow, that's a really powerful visual, Mary. Goodness. It really is. And I loved what you said about the leaning in because oh. when we lean into him, we you know, we can fall into his arms and his ways, but when we lean away from him, we will fall right. fall into fear. And I love the way you brought in about the altar and how oh, when yeah. we lay that fear that Amy was recircling back around to down on the altar and lay our brokenness there and cry out for help that is really how we combat worry that is in our lives right so what's that third one (laughs) (laughs) i'm dying to know this plan because i deal with fear you know i think all of us do especially in these times right now so we've got trust and lean and then what's that third one Okay, it's trust in the Lord is the first one, uh-huh. and then the second one is to believe, believe. Him. Okay, we talked about leaning in, and then obeying Him is the third one, um, and then the fourth one. This is something we don't do, but we think we do. It's to count on God continually. Mm. It says that if we do all of these things, He will make our path straight. You know what is words, so amazing. Uh, Mary, too, um, is we had written down some of your book titles, just a few. You've written a plethora of books, uh, collaborated with many people and also as solo author. And four of the books that we had written down in a row here last night when Amy and I were planning the show was Trusting God, Knowing God by Name, Hope in the Mm. Midst of Depression and Coming Out of Darkness. And that is a step process in and of itself to what you're talking about. The four things that she's talking about is if we trust trust God, we'll know him by name, and then he'll give us the hope in the midst of depression, and then we will be able to come out of darkness. And that is your process that you're sharing today. I just have chills rushing uh, at the thought of that. I love that. I love that. Um, You know, Women ask me all the time, is it really possible not to worry and not be afraid? And I always answer them with this, it must be, because God never asks us to do anything that he doesn't empower us to do. And so if he says, don't worry, then that means he's already given us everything that we need to not worry. Um, And when he says he makes our path straight, I love this. He literally goes before us and hammers out the rocky roads of our lives so that we can cross over them. And he makes the crooked paths straight so that they lead directly to him and land us right in the middle of his plan. And when we're in the middle of that plan, that's where faith and peace dwell. And fear and worry don't. And we just need to count on him continually when we are facing things like a pandemic and economic stress and racial tension, when we're facing those things, he's our shepherd. Um, 
I love this story of a shepherd who was trying to persuade his sheep to cross this swiftly flowing stream. And sheep are naturally afraid of rushing water because they know if their wool gets wet, they're going to drown. And then the shepherd had an idea. He picked up a lamb and stepped into the river and carried it to the opposite shore. And when the mother of that lamb saw that the shepherd had safely led her lamb across the stream, she forgot all about her fear. She stepped out and faith into the rushing water, reaching the other side. And when the other sheep saw the mom, they all followed and walked across that water. And that's exactly what we have to do. We have to trust our shepherd because we're sheep. You know, we're, I'm personally speaking, stupid. Sheep are dumb. And we need a shepherd. We right there with you. Our hands are up over here. Oh, I'm telling you, my feet are up. It's just, I love to sheep. And uh, I just count on him continually. But finally, the, there's a fifth step that I just kind of threw in there. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. I mean, Hebrews tells us to run the race with endurance. And how do we do that? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. Our grandson, Justice, who has just turned 11, and I'm in total denial of that, but he did turn <laughs> 11. But when he was about six, his mom and dad were running a marathon, and it was a 3K. And Justice announced on the way to the race that he was going to run with his mom and dad. And Dana, our daughter, said, honey, it's a very long way, and they have a track set up just for kids, and it was like a half-mile circular thing that all the kids were going to run. He said, no, no, I'm going to run with you. And she said, honey, what happens if you get tired and have to stop? That means Daddy and I have to stop. He said, I won't stop. And she said, honey, how do you know? And he said, Mama, if my legs get tired, I'm going to look at them and say, don't you give up. Don't you stop keep going. Wow. That is he precious. Ran he ran that race with them. And when Dan shared that with me, I thought, that is just like what the father is saying. I'm right there with you. I know you're going to get tired. You're going to want to give up, but don't. Mm, that is such keep a going. beautiful story. I love that. Don't give up. Mary, I am enjoying our conversation so much, and this is just rich maybe <laughs> off topic but can you or uh, uh, maybe i'm throwing something at you what are some practical steps that mm. we can do to not give up because it's it's easy to get to that yes, place where you're almost through to your breakthrough and so many of us quit right before and i don't want to be that person no you have us in tears this yeah. morning we are we're being ministered to today by you thank you i'm glad uh, the first thing that I do that I tend to do, like, I struggle with depression every day. I wish I could say that when God delivered me from that pit, he delivered me forever. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that a lot, thousands of people, the can you know this, have prayed for me to, to be delivered from depression. And yes. some really big names have prayed for me to be yes. delivered. And God has simply said, no. Because it keeps me desperate for him. It keeps me on my face before him. So when I struggle with depression, the first thing I do is I email my prayer team and say, okay, guys, I need help. But I go back 
and I remember what God did for me, and he'll do it again, and he'll do it every day. We need to go back and remember that the same God who has delivered us from whatever fear we're facing in the past will do it again. Yes. They're spiritual markers, you know, and we need to celebrate those. So that's the first thing I do. Secondly, I I have surrounded myself with faith builders, women of faith, who will say, "Uh -uh, no, sister, you are not giving up because I am right here with you. I'm going to hold up your arms, as the scripture describes, and we're going to get through this together. The more transparent I have become, the more I realized we were created to need each other. And when we're struggling with fear, we need to cry out for help. Like it says in Psalm 41, 2 and 3, which is the passage God has used to found my whole ministry on. And it says, he will lift you out of that pit and set your feet on a rock and give you a firm place to stand. And it's a slimy pit. Yes. Says. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't climb out of a slimy pit alone. You need the help of God as well as faith builders. The third thing I would say is get in the Word. I would copy down five verses on fear on an index card or something that you keep with you all the time. And Satan loves to, just like he did with Jesus in the desert, bombard us with fears and questions. So when they come, it's just like it says, put a guard over your mind and your heart. And when those fears come, stop, read those verses aloud, memorize them and speak them aloud. It is amazing how the enemy hates to hear that. And he will flee. Yes, he will flee. Mary. Yes, he will. I am loving all of these keys, and I I obviously did not put you on the spot because you are so prepared with ways to for us to practically do this. We are out of time, and I would love for you. I know I can't take it either. We're going to have to have you back someday. Would you you come back another time and join us again? Absolutely. Would you pray over us right now? We would so appreciate it. Father, we come to you as your daughters. And we acknowledge that we are frail humans. We are sheep in need of a shepherd. And right now, I know there are women and men listening who are drowning in fear. And Father, I just pray that they would stop and realize you are their shepherd. You will deliver them. You will lift them out of that pit and give them a new place to stand. So, Father, I just pray that right now you would show us who you are, who you want to be in our lives, the shepherd who is always willing to rescue us, your sheep, from the pit of fear and darkness and doubt. And we stand in your power and in your name, and we stand against the enemy, and we stand for you. So, Father, give us the the energy, give us the power to stand, and give you all the honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That was so good. And...
We said that this was not going to be enough time, and it has not been. Y'all can connect yeah. with Mary Sutherland at Mary Sutherland, S-O-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D.com. You can email her at Mary at Mary Sutherland.com. She's on Facebook and Twitter at J- Journey Friends. And Journey Friends. And she also is on Instagram at Journey Friends. You can connect with her as well through Girlfriends in God and get to know Mary Sutherland because we love her. We love her. Are so glad that you are with us today. Thanks for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. Listeners, we love to connect with you. You can email us at gocourageously at realvictoryradio.org. We would love to hear how Mary has inspired you today and give us a thumbs up on the podcast. Subscribe yes. at Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, or our Facebook page and Instagram. We really want to know how you are being victorious yes. in your everyday life. Thank you so much for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio. 94.7 FM, The Word.